The following podcast may contain language and subject matter not suitable for all ages or everyone. If you don't like what you're listening to, please press stop. In this episode of the Chang Waller Podcast. Okay, and then do you, do you, are you the first one up or are you, you probably, since you're an officer, you're, you're probably not the first one up. How did you feel when you found out you are coming to South Korea? Well, I was pretty excited. I was pretty excited. But it has been interesting that this time around, the South are not backing down. It's almost like people around here are fed up. You're, 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 you're tuned in to the Chang Wanner, the social media podcast for Chang Wan City, South Korea, with your hosts, Scott, D, and Paul. Welcome to another episode of the Chang Wanner podcast. Once again tonight, joined by D. D, how's it going? Hello, Chingus. And tonight, filling in for Mr. Paul Roberts, we have Bruce the Kid Barber here. How's it going, Bruce? Not bad. How are you doing? And join us, joining us tonight is a special guest. His name is Ian Henry. Lieutenant Ian Henry. Hello, everybody. United States Navy. So just quick mm. before we get things going, let's do the ceremonial clank of the glasses. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. And just to uh, be specific, Ian is not drinking tonight. He's having a so cola? sober, a dry yeah. night, I think they call it <coughs> in the military. A Dr. Pecker. He has to uh, stay off the booze because of why? Uh, there's an exercise going on currently. Um, it's called Ultra Freedom Guardian. And so it'll be going on for another week or so. Um, and, uh, well, I guess by the time everybody's listening to this, it'll be over. So, so uh, okay. So currently, I cannot drink. Currently, yeah. and we'll get into why even more in a second. So, uh, Ian, where are you from? Well, um,. <clears throat> That's not so easy, but um, I usually tell people I'm from Chinhei, is where I live, because that's where I'm currently from. Uh, but I re- most recently moved to Korea from San Diego, and I was there for three years. And before that, I was up and down the East Coast, um, you know, because the military constantly moves me around. Okay, where were you born? Where was it? Where I was born? Yeah, where is were you Philippines. born? So I was born on Clark Air Force Base, Philippines. Okay, okay. And where I grew up is uh, Fairfield, California. Yeah, because your, her- your heritage is really interesting. It's really interesting. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My, um, my mother's Filipino and my father's Jamaican. Yeah, that's pretty so. cool, actually. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I like being mixed. Yeah. So up. where have you lived, like, uh, the longest in America? Uh, the longest, I'd say, uh, Fairfield, California. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's about a uh, 50-minute drive away from San Francisco. Okay. East. And um, so, like, how long have you been in the Navy now? Uh, six years. Uh, and what's your job? What do you do for them? I'm a supply officer. A supply. So, and what is, what, is, what is a supply officer's I mean, role? What do you do for the, for, for the U.S.? So the way I like to think about it is um, uh, I handle the business side of the military so we um we do a lot of requisitioning um contracts get fuels can get into uh budgets you know 
coming some type of comptroller. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, there, there's various avenues of logistics um, that can be you can pursue. So okay, so you 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 like uh, you supervise things coming in and off ships. Is that uh, part of yeah, it? So yeah. So what we do out here, our main mission out here in Korea is to support USS. Um, well, U.S. ships that are coming to Korea to various ports, uh, we just make sure that their services are lined up before they get into port and uh, they get everything that they need. You know, so like a ship will pull in and it needs to get some kind of electricity hookup. Mm-hmm. It needs potable water. It needs to offload its trash. It needs food, fuel. It needs. They need some cell phones. They need vehicles, hotels. Money, maybe porn yeah, mags, yeah, all this stuff, right? They need all this stuff, and there's Korean vendors here, and they want to provide these services to the ship, and um, so we have processes in place where um, we vet these vendors to make sure that they're going to provide quality service at uh, at a good price, and um, and uh, we set up the contracts, um, and and make it happen mm. through working through the husbanding service providers. So a typical day for Ian starts at what time usually? Um, about zero eight hundred. Okay. And then uh, do you, do you, are you the first one up or are you, you probably, since you're an officer, you're, you're probably not the first one up. you get to to walk in and be like shit done everybody's like yeah shit's done damn straight it's done yeah coffee's here you go sir (laughs) (laughs) um but i um so there was a time where i was uh first in the office and sometimes there is times where i'm first in the office sometimes i'm in in there at uh zero six hundred because i have to meet with somebody on the east coast of america out in virginia yeah so, um, but almost every night I'm the last one to leave. Oh, that's, that's, so, that's part of the job, right? How yeah, many, how um, many people do you have underneath you? How many people do you supervise? Um, let's see. I've got about, uh, six, 11. So about 12 guys right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and what would you say? Do you've done this before in America as well? The same? Yes. Yeah. So, well, um, when I was stationed in San Diego, I uh, was on a submarine. Oh there, yeah! So, so you yeah. actually did go out on a on a uh, what's it called? What is it called? The six month service duty out to sea. What's oh, that? Deployment. Called? Yeah, deployment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We deployed yeah. to like the Middle East and uh, did a little bit out here in the assembly. As well. uh, that's really interesting to me. Like, you, tell me a little bit what a life on a submarine is like. Oh man, it's it's very challenging. Um, I think space very, would be an issue, right? Yes, yes, it's a big issue. Um, you got every, you got lockers in all the outboards. It's everywhere. It's, it's. You got food in the rafters. Sometimes you're walking on cans of food, and um, you know it, there's just no space for anything. Um, and uh, our office is my where we sleep. Um, and so as an officer, it was nice that I didn't have to hot rack is what they call it. But hot racking is where um, uh, you share your bunk with somebody else. So you'll get some sleep and then you'll get out and you'll go to work and somebody else who's getting off work will 
get in your rack and sleep in it. Yeah. So I didn't have to share with. What do you guys people. do for free time down there? You get some time off. Um, do you get any time off? Take a shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's very, it's, it's, it's a very high stress environment. So you don't really get a whole lot of time, but, um, when you do get some time, um, you just try to like watch a movie or, um, uh, masturbate in a tor- torpedo tube. Do you got like a little lockdown cell for anyone who freaks out or um, does anyone ever freak out down there? So I would. Who, when I was on the boat, um, the only time we had issues with people uh, doing something crazy was when we were actually in port. Oh, really? Um, but when we were underway, everybody was, you know, about their business. So when you get to, get to yeah. port and everyone gets to let it all hang loose, that's when it yeah, gets a little wild. Yeah. So, Ian, you mentioned earlier that you were uh, born on a base in the Philippines? Yeah, I was born on Clark Air Force Base. So uh, was your uh, dad part of the military? Or? Yeah, he was a, uh, in the Air Force. Okay, North so I was, was going to ask you why you got involved with the Navy. Is it a family... Um, you know, next generation. Like, yeah, actually, I uh, I tried to join the Air Force as well when I when I first joined. Was thinking about joining the military, and um, uh, that's for that's for pussies. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Before, before you know, all the branches before you each other. <laughs> I know, you know, I know. All the branches talk shit about each other. So, um, you know, uh, so it's funny. But no, my um, brother-in-law's in in the Air Force. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, but, uh, my, um, I, I wanted to join the Air Force because Travis Air Force Base is right next to where we grew up. That's where my dad retired. And so I pretty much spent, uh, about 25 years of my life in Fairfield. And, um, I was thinking maybe I can get stationed back there or something, you know? And, um, I went to the recruiter's office and it was an enlisted recruiter and he was looking over my records and whatnot and they... Um, he asked me if I had ever been arrested and I was like, yeah, I got arrested twice when I was a teenager. Um, just cause I was, I, w- I wasn't a gangbanger or anything. I was just stupid teenager. kid. Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> you're just yeah, unlucky to yeah. get caught. Yeah, yeah, right? You're doing the same shit right. that everybody else is doing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he was like, well, you can't be an officer, but you can enlist. And so I was like, well, I'll go check with the other branches first. Um, and the, Navy recruiter's office was right next door. So I walked in there and they were, they said, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work with that. We can write some waivers and, and see how it goes. Yeah, I was so, going to say, it's almost a prerequisite to be in so, the Navy, isn't it? <laughs> how, long ago, how long ago was this? Um, when did you first enlist? This was, uh, I think I was age 29 is when I, uh, started my package. So by the time I was 30, I uh, took off for OCS, which is Officer Candidate School. And then um, I actually had my birthday in Officer Candidate School. So, Are you 30th? Yeah. Oh, yeah. big 30th. I would have never guessed that you were in your 30s. Yeah, you look oh, like you're about 20, you 26, man. <laughs> what was it uh, like going through basic training and all that? Had you thought, Was it Oh man, interesting, fun, OCS. Cool? OCS was just crazy it's just crazy it's i mean we have OCS we, stand for uh, officer candidate school okay, yeah. so it's like boot camp but for officers 
And I mean, there are some guys that are like, oh, okay, you know, uh, when I talk to like, especially like the enlisted guys, and they they are like, oh, okay, it's like boot camp, but it it's really not like boot camp. It's like boot camp on steroids. Really, because, really, yeah, really. You're leading you them, so yeah, uh, you, you know, uh, boot camp. I think in my mind is like they're they're corralling you know these these guys and you feel like you're 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 some kind of animal like a cow or something being being you know uh, controlled yeah. constantly yeah um but they're just trying to push you through the program right you know they they, they, they want to get you out there to the fleet yeah get you on a ship um with the officer program um a lot of times they they are pushing you not necessarily through the program, but they're trying to weed you out. Oh, you know? okay. And so, so they, they want to uh, make you quit. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, they, they want to make the weak quit. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. It, so it's, they can it's, see it's not like a Navy SEAL training where, where they, they want to make you quit. Even if you're strong, you know, they're going to, they're going to keep working everybody until mm. somebody quits. Cause mm. only 10% will pass. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But, uh, they will identify who's weak and they will target them, try and make them quit. Yeah. And what, I mean, what kind it, of ways? It's you? just beating everybody mm. until um, you you can't take anymore, mm. and in the week, end up quitting. Yeah. Um, some some people are just not born leaders, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, with leadership, it's um, pe- people have different leadership styles. Yeah, and sometimes it's natural. And sometimes it can be learned, hmm. you know, um, you don't necessarily need to be a natural leader in order to be effective. You can learn some leadership techniques and still be effective. It, it's just, are you an effective leader? Hmm. So can I ask what, what did you get your, and it, so to be an officer, you have to have a college degree, right? Or a university degree. Yeah. You have to have a bachelor's degree. Okay. So you, what do you, what's your bachelor's degree in? Computer science. So I was a software engineer for eight years before uh, oh, before joining the, the same Navy. same degree I have. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. fantastic! Double software. All right. Oh yes. yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Probably got them around the same time too. Yeah, yeah. Why did you join so, so late? What made you What made you get in? So Not late. I wouldn't say late, but you know, at that age, you're kind of in a career. Where you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was working at this company for eight years called Electronics for Imaging, and we did device driver uh, development uh, for network printer controllers. It's you know a big long nerdy term, mm-hmm. but um, uh, if you've seen that movie Office Space, yeah, I did. you know, yeah. uh, my 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 life is just like that. Yeah. You know, I, I'd go to work, I'd sit in my cubicle. Stare at my computer screen, and just what the fuck am I doing in this world? Yeah, yeah, just question my life. Yeah, you know, it's like my life is passing me by. Are you really and questioning just, it though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just sitting there wasting my time. And my my first two years, I was on fire. You know, my bosses loved me. I was like getting all kinds of crazy stuff done. I ended up getting a patent. Um, you know, for a a, a, a I, I reverse engineered. Uh, Xerox file format uh, so that we can convert it from uh, a, a previous file format to a PDF. Shit, Scott's over here so getting I, got, I ended up getting a patent for it, yeah. which was great. You know, that was kind of cool. And the, the company paid me some money for it. But um, um, I, uh, I was on, uh, so, so yeah, so I was on fire. It was great. My, my bosses loved me. But 
I just got tired of the uh, repetitiveness of it. And um, my job mostly consisted of just fixing other people's code, Mm -hmm. fixing bugs left and right. So it wasn't very creative. Yeah. And it was just integrating this software building a, to build a, uh, to build a device driver program for this, whatever newest hardware that they got coming out. And, um, so what was the moment? Just, what was the moment fine. where you're like, nah, no more. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so the, the company would do layoffs like every other year. Right. And I ended up surviving these cuts throughout those eight years. And, um, Been calling. by my eight, eighth year, my entire team, so I was a senior software engineer by that time. And my entire team now was no longer in, in, uh, Foster city, which is Silicon Valley. Um, my entire team, I had a team of about 10 guys and they, they were all out in India. So, uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, tech companies were doing that at the time. So they're sending Americans over to India? No, no, no. Well, they they're, were, they're sending outsourcing. Yeah, they're outsourcing. Okay. Okay. They're, they're sending all the work out there okay. uh, just because it's cheaper. So, um, uh, I love that free trade. Yeah. I knew about a layoff that was, uh, that was coming up mm. and, um, I was just tired of my life. I took a personality assessment test. It was a Briggs Myers personality assessment test. And I did that. Yeah. At the very end insightful, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very insightful. And at the end of it, it suggested law enforcement and military would be good for me. Really? So I, um, decided, you know what? I need to look into this. And I told my boss about it. I was like, Hey, you know what? Uh, I think I need a new job. I'm going to go look into the military law enforcement. So, so and, and he was like, and you know, and um, we talked about the layoffs that were coming up. And he was like, yeah, you know what? We're doing these layoffs. Um, how about, you know, instead of me having to lay somebody else off, why don't I put your name on the list? You're going to quit anyway. You yeah. know, you get a layoff package and, you Everything know, works out good. You know, you get the, you, you get, you, you get paid off, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, so, you're saving somebody else. Yeah. So, it's like a win-win. It was a win-win decision. So you enlisted and joined the Navy. When did you find mm-hmm. out you're going to be deployed to here? And when exactly did you get to Korea? So, yeah, I uh, um, I came in February last year, 2014. Um, I uh, so just over a year. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. over a year. Um, it's been about a year and a half now. And um, how did yeah. you feel when you found out you were coming to South Korea? Well, I was pretty excited. I was pretty excited, um, based on, especially based on the choices that they were giving me. Oh, you so, had a choice. What were some yeah, of yeah, yeah. So, so they gave me uh, five places to go to, and Compton. <laughs> no, so I was already in San Diego, California. And that's a beautiful place, and I love San Diego. But um, you wanted to see the world, yeah, yeah. I, I did, I did. But I mean, I couldn't stay there. And where they were offering me was, um, I could have went to uh, Naval Reactors in New York, um, but I didn't want to go there because uh, you know you're dealing with nukes and uh, you know. The nuclear field every it's 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 a pretty touchy subject yeah so everybody is on pins and needles yeah. over there in new york um so any kind of messing up uh you get you get you get, you get your ass handed to you. 
big yeah. time. You know, so I was just like, ah, man, you know, that's a bit, that's a bit a little too anal for me. Yeah. Um, San Diego, New York. Uh, uh, what was this? Dayton, Ohio. Oh, Dayton, Ohio. That's right around the corner from me. That's a good thing. Yeah. It, it, well, it's, it was on an Air Force base at a teaching, uh, teaching command. Right, Pat. Uh, right, Patterson Air Force Base. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I declined that one because I talked to the guy who was working there before uh, relieving him, and he mentioned to me that it it's a good place to go if you want to get out of the military. It's not really career enhancing. Mm-hmm. And then they offered me uh, Diego Garcia, which is a small military island in the uh, Indian Ocean. <laughs> wow! And um, that seemed too bad. yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. good if you like to do like water sports and whatnot. Yeah, but there's there's really not much to do there other than work and go swim after you're done working which yeah. is not too bad but it's a small island for you'll, you'll, a more yeah on the go yeah and then they offered me uh bahrain and i was like okay i was considering bahrain and then he mentioned korea and i was like give me korea i don't even care what the guy's doing out there just i i want that really? out of my choices yeah just because i wanted to uh go to another country uh, i've been itching to get out of america mm. and uh just to you know get a different cultural experience mm. Asia too um, being you know somewhere yeah yeah and it's, it's close to Philippines it's close to a lot of these countries like China Japan yeah. Singapore um, you got that Australia. sweet dual citizenship well I had to give it up for the military oh did so, you have? Yeah, yeah yeah so I ended up um, I ended up uh, just giving up that Filipino citizenship so now I'm just full on US but after knowing America. you for a little a little while, I, I think you're you're pretty geared for Asia. You've got the the right mentality. You you you've got the, kind of the, the group oriented uh, feel of things, and you're you're you do a lot of things with groups here, which is a uh, yeah, awesome. yeah yeah yeah. I'm very involved. I feel um, you are, and, I, and I try to be. You I'm are making that conscious different, effort. I think, in the sense where because we meet a lot of military guys, great military guys, but they always travel around in groups. They do, they do, and you know, I think that's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, it's good that they make close bonds with each other. You know, they work together. They're they're really tight friends, like mm. brothers almost. Yeah, you know, and um, and that's great. However, um, it kind of limits them. As far as their their experience, yeah, culturally, you know. uh, things. I mean, just just, just sure. I, I I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, there's there, there's there are some guys that will like come, you know, to another country and then, but they'll just stay on the base. They they won't want to leave right. and get off and yeah. and go explore. There's like so much to discover, right? You know, and experience, right? Would so then would you consider yourself a lone wolf when it comes to to military life? It's a shady term to be using. Um, uh, well, not, not, I don't mean it in a, in a negative way. I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean it because, you know, whenever I, know, I see Ian, I never I never see Ian um, with any other military guys. I think he's one of the few guys that I've ever mm-hmm. met in the last decade almost of being here who's ever bridged the gap and created a lot of uh, different relationships. friendships yeah. with people mm-hmm. who are engineers and teachers, you know. Yeah. So said a lot of them stick together, but... Meeting you here, you're so easy to talk to, and like me and you, Bob, we've only hung out a couple of times, but I consider you a friend already. You know, it's so. awesome, awesome, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Ian, you hang out with a lot of, uh, say, teachers and other people that live here in South Korea. Yes. What's the uh, one of the differences you've found between 
teacher life and bass life. Oh man. Uh, sometimes I'm so jealous of, of the teacher life, Why? you know, and I think, how could you be? Well, well I, I, I can assume so because free. there's, there's, <laughs> there, there's uh, restrictions on, on what you can and can't do here. Yes, yes, yes. You know, like we have, like we're currently, you know, I'm not allowed to drink alcohol and you guys are, you guys are yeah. drinking these beers in front of me and I'm just, I can smell it. Oh my gosh, it smells so good. But yeah. I can, I'm not going to touch it though, but, yeah. um, um, or the curfew, you know, there's this like Curfew's curfew where you have to go home yeah. if, unless you are on leave or on liberty yeah even even if you're living so, off base right uh yes even if yeah. you're living off base right. you, you're supposed to go to your home or your hotel so you know there, there there are guys out there and they um they uh they don't go home and then you know but then sometimes there's uh a shore patrol they're out there patrolling and if they get caught you know they get in trouble so it so. could it possibly like you're a very responsible guy you always go home on time and curfew if you uh, are, let's say you're out at two or three in the morning, and uh, somebody comes knocks on your door and you're not there, I mean, what, what can they? Ha- what could happen? I mean, if you don't say, if you they know you're not there, your car's not there, and you're not responding, you're not answering your phone, could you get into trouble? Um, well, I live off the base, mm. and um, just because I'm not at home doesn't necessarily mean I'm not at a hotel. Okay. You know? All right, so you just yeah. have to be indoors at one one a.m. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's yes. why you're always leaving here about twelve o'clock from the from wherever. Whenever we're hanging out, you're always leaving. Yeah. 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 So, uh, speaking of which, tensions have been quite high around Korea in the last couple of weeks. So I was going to ask you what 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 has the atmosphere been like on base in the last couple of weeks? Oh man. But. Before we get into that, I gotta take a leak and grab another beer. So, we're gonna be right back after this break with what's going on between the north and south. That was a loud finger snap. That was awesome. Yeah, sorry. We'll be right back after this. Wanna know what's going on in Changwon City? Check out the new website, The Chong Winner. You can find reviews to anything related to Changwon City, stories from people living in Changwon City, and what the weekend holds for the area. Post your own reviews, stories, and events, as well as add to our forum. The Chong Winner is also home for Changwon's first and only podcast, hosted by Scott, D, and Paul. Find out everything there is to know about living the life in Changwon now. Visit www.changwonner.com today. You'll see why life here just got more interesting. It's the oldest foreigner bar in Changwon. The International Pub has been around for more than 25 years. Whether you're living in or just visiting Changwon City, you've got to make your way over to the IP for a visit. Full of history and home to the famous Juicy Pussy Drink. The IP has got everything you're looking for in a great night out. The International Pub in Changwon City. It's Scott, D, and Paul with what's going on in Changwon, the Changwoner Podcast. 
And we're back at the Changwaner Podcast. And before we get into anything, we're going to get into some birthdays and shoutouts. It's time for your birthday wishes, shoutouts, and announcements on the Changwaner Podcast. All right, first shout out for a birthday here is for uh, Gallon Lee, which is Paul, who's a regular on his podcast. It's her birthday coming up. And on, she's uh, celebrating where? She is celebrating it in, I'm guessing. Newcastle. She gonna be in England. United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the country of United Kingdom. Oh, she gonna be thrown up in some pub. Well, most likely. Get <laughs> uh, on. So she turns twenty nine, uh, Western age, but in Korean, I guess she's turning uh, thirty or seven, fifty six. <laughs> however, they do it here. Yeah, she's fifty six. No, she's gonna fucking she's hate you. She gets back for even mentioning. Yeah, since Paul's gonna forget it, we'll probably throw it here. And if Paul gets to hear this this week, he'll remember it and get her some flowers or a there's cake or no something. way Paul's. She's gonna let Paul forget that. I don't no think so. way. Uh uh-uh. uh. Women don't do that. No no no. I've got two guys in Colorado. A friend named John Dury, bicycler. He's uh, going to be turning a new new age, new new number this coming uh, week. And uh, another guy, he's uh, my friend Tyler. He's been traveling around the world for eight months. Pulled the trigger and decided to go back home. So he's getting reacclimated to Denver, Mile High City life. And uh, Tyler, hope you're doing okay out there, and uh, hope everything's good for you, Bo. Okay. All right, I um, I'll just give a shout out to the uh, all the boys in the uh, submarine community, you know, that are out there patrolling the that waters w- in the submarine. Yeah, that wouldn't be you know. the restaurant. <laughs> not so. Not so. Not, not, not the restaurant. Not the restaurant. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's tough out there. United but, States Navy. But it uh. It it gets better after after your operational tour ends. So mm. I think we should all give a shout out to, to the U.S. military, the entire yeah, U.S. military. Thank them for everything they do. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you just yeah. see this week that there are two women that just graduated from from special forces training? Ian. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, uh, I think I think it's a good thing, you know, that uh, women are are being included in, uh, you know, because there are capable women that can do things that a man can do. It, there There's are some, some pretty comp- mean but, women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's I've, be I've met some. Even even Ronda Rousey. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. She's, she's a tough lady. Man, you know, wouldn't want to fight her at all. I've got one shout out I'd like to give, and that's uh, to Paul back in London. Hope Ooh. he's having a good time, and I've actually got a little something to play for you guys. Ooh. Hey guys, this is Paul with an impromptu call from uh, London, England. I'm here. I've been here for a few days now, and actually, right now, I'm at my friend's wedding, which is uh, it's uh, it's 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 probably one of the strangest weddings that I've ever been to. It's an absolutely beautiful place where. Um, we're in this uh, kind of like uh, barn conversion, stately home kind of place. Um, it's amazing, but there's, there's been a fundamental problem, and that is that uh, <laughs> we had the wedding ceremony, everything went to plan, and then unfortunately the bride, bless her, a good friend of mine, Carly, um, she has been a little bit worried about the wedding for a few days. She's been a little bit stressed, uh, so she actually ended up after the ceremony having to go to bed and she was being sick and uh, then she's actually been taken to hospital 
So, oh, unfortunately, oh, after the ceremony, the the whole uh, you know the shindig afterwards, the reception, everything's been a little bit cancelled, and uh, <laughs> and then a stranger turn of events. We had a a guy who's just flown in from Canada, just especially for the wedding, who happens to be an escape artist, and he happened to have all of his equipment in the back of his car, and he's come in and uh, set up the entire show totally impromptu and he's done this whole escape act to kind of fill the time the best man's changed his speech everything's kind of completely changed so it's it, this is live by the way this is live for me right now so i'm standing outside just taking a breath of fresh air uh anyway uh just to report that it is in fact lo and behold raining in uh in england which it usually does but actually um a little bit of an update on the trip if anybody's interested. <laughs> I was in London for a day and it was 30 something degrees. It was the hottest day of the year. So I got lucky. I came back and I got the, uh, the hottest day of the year that they've actually had and it was, it was fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, I won't bore you with the details, but it's been a lovely time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss being on the, on the podcast for the next month, but I'm sure Bruce is going to do an awesome job, as he always does, of everything. And uh, here, this guest, the special guest, is going to be none other than Ian. Ian, love you, mate. I wish I could have been on the podcast with you, but next time, next time, I think it's going to be an interesting one, bearing in mind that you guys are probably going to be talking or have been talking about the, uh, the, the current situation between North and South Korea, which is interesting because here right now, everybody's raving about that. They hear, you know, all of these horror stories about the North you know, threatening an imminent attack on the South within three hours, and uh, they're all coming up to me and saying, oh, Paul, like, what's going on over there? Maybe, can you even go back? Like, North Korea's going to declare war on the South, and, and the way I look at it, as I'm sure most expats in, in Korea do now, is that that's just not going to happen. Um, so I've got two questions for Ian. The first question is, um, do you think that within the next or the foreseeable future that there could be a chance that the North would ever really, truly declare war on the South. Second question, <laughs> totally off topic, is uh, what do you think is your most popular cheesecake and why? All right, guys, anyway, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I look forward to being on the podcast again in a month's time. And until then, keep on rocking. Love everybody. See ya. All right. So that was Paul checking in from back home and actually in London right now. And uh, my shout out that I wanted to give was for his friend Carly, the bride, and I hope she's doing a lot better. Yeah, shit. <laughs> wow. I've it's never heard that probably, before. Uh, it's actually probably pretty common. <laughs> I could see brides getting pretty nervous. <laughs> Passing out about- to go to the hospital after they get married. What the fuck did I do? Oh, I don't know. It's I can see it being stressful. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm sure. I don't want to redo. <laughs> Maybe. So P- Paul had a couple of questions for Ian, which uh, we'll get into about what's going on with the North and South the last couple of weeks. So uh, Ian, yeah, sure. How have things been on the base, uh, tension wise, okay. or? So uh, let me just throw this uh, little disclaimer out there though. first. Um, sure. I just wanted to let everybody else know that, um, you know, I'm here on this podcast and putting it out on the Internet. I'm, I'm not representing 
the Navy's opinion. You know, I'm, I'm just, this is just my own personal. What? Per- personal what? Are you serious? Yes. Fuck, yes. man. Yes. Shit. I'm not, I'm not, uh, fuck, here to speak need, on need, behalf of the Navy. We need a new guest. Know, so. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? So you're okay. not like second in charge from you a Walmart or nothing no, like no, that? No. You are not speaking on behalf of the no, president no. of the United States? I'm just the lowly supply officer. <sighs> Jesus know, Christ. Taking care of some contracts and the warehouse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, toilet paper. <sighs> I'm so disappointed, Ian. Toilet paper to circuit cards. <laughs> but pushing pushing you, pens and... No, no, we knew, we knew, we knew you would be... Uh, you we, you cannot speak for any any policy or any diplomacy matters. We we absolutely know that. It's just your yeah, yeah. opinion, and you're coming at us like uh, like you're a, a layman with uh, your your speculative uh, uh, predictions. That's sure, it. Sure, sure. You're a fly on the wall there. Sure. Okay. So Paul asks uh, about the future of if North Korea uh, would ever attack. Um, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think it's, it's possible that the North, North Korea could attack if they're pushed to it, I think, but I, I don't think they would, um, um, without feeling like their, their back is to the wall. I don't think they're willing to, to, to get into that fight because it would just be too costly for them. They don't, their economy is um, just not in a state where they can take a war. It would end up destroying themselves. The so, last the last couple of weeks have been pretty tense. It's actually, uh, you know, I've been here for quite a long time. You know, I've, it's the uh, third dear leader that North Korea has gone through since I've been here. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, but let's just say I've been here a while. <laughs> so uh, I've seen quite a few things, and uh, this time was quite different. It was uh, pretty intense because South Korea was not backing down. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. guessing that you guys were more kind of a not a bystander, but keeping your nose out of it. Um, yeah, uh, the um, the talks are. Are over now. Um, yeah, this today uh, was a bit of a surprise, surprise resolution to yeah, things, but with some resolutions and opportunity for um, just uh, separated families to come together. Yeah. Some diplomacy, yeah, which is kind of a positive that came out of this. If if you were actually sitting on a negotiating team with the South and the North in the last few days, would you have went, uh, guys? <laughs> Can we just stop blasting soap operas out of the speakers here? Miss K-pop. Miss Park, Park uh-huh. can we cut out the K-pop? Like, can we just cut out this whole speaker thing? Because it really doesn't make any sense. And uh, looking from the inside out, I mean, there was a reason they were doing it, though. It was yeah, because they're children. The, no, it's to counteract the minds that uh, North yeah. Korea have been. Yeah, I don't think they, they know what's going on. To be honest. Well, ever since I've so. been here, um, you've been here longer than I have, Scott, and Bruce, you've been in and out here longer than I have as well. But whenever the U.S. and Korea does these uh, yearly drills, something flares up with the North. 
Yeah, and you know, North Korea seems to feel like uh, these exercises that take place with, um, like the current exercise right now is Ultra Freedom Guardian. That's a joint exercise between the U.S. and Local Republic names. of Korea. Um, and it seems like the North Koreans take offense to us conducting these exercises. They yeah. feel like it's a precursor to war. We're yeah. making plans against them to attack them. But really, I mean, the exercise really is about the defense of South Korea in right. case they are attacked. So. In case, yeah. And um, there was a bit of shelling that happened uh, recently over the last couple of days, right? With North yeah. was trading fire with the South. Yes. Kind of yes. like a friendly fire, kind of like a puff the chest out, if you will. Yeah, I don't think there's anything friendly about it, but... Yeah, um, I never I never got that. What's friendly fire fucking mean, you know? You're oh, shooting it's, it's friendly fire somebody on like your own yeah. team. You yeah. accidentally shoot your own. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, there's friendly, there's friendly fire where you just, I think it's just shelling. Uh, I could be wrong. This is my, my take on it. It's just shelling. You, there's a, there's a, there's a borderline and you're shelling again across the borderline for other people just say, just to get the fuck back. Am I wrong? No, this is I like think that's warning shot. Warning shot. Okay. So friendly fire is, uh, when you're shooting against your own people. Accidentally. Yeah. It's accidentally. You accidentally. Shoot and miss and hit your own. Yeah. But uh, you know that's friendly fire yeah. and warning shots. But I, yeah, yeah, they're There's, they're essentially just throwing warning shots at each other. Yeah. Friendly, one of the it's uh, yeah, well, yeah, what, it's, right. it's right, it's right, it's right, it's right, it's right. Yeah, it's fucking double speak, right? Mm. You know, there's nothing mm. friendly about shooting a gun at no. other people. Uh, <laughs> one of the biggest in the Orwellian world, we call that double speak. Yeah. One of the biggest differences for me this time around, because I have seen a lot happen here. You know, whether it's uh, the testing of nukes or you know shooting at an island or submarines being sunk i've seen quite a bit since i've been here but for me one of the biggest differences was it's kind of somebody new in charge on both sides of the border you know they have a you know a new not new she's been in charge now for a little while but new to all this a new female president here in south korea and of course kim jong-un you know, who took over when his dad died. Yeah. And the South Korean president, I'm not going to say she's uh, out for vengeance or anything like that, but both of her parents were assassinated by the North under somebody's dad. To be honest, I'd probably do. <laughs> I would be heated. I'm just saying, there, what, there, there could shot. be a grudge there. Um, say yeah. there's a little more. Maybe, yeah. But it's, mm-hmm. it has been interesting that this time around, the South are not backing down. It's almost like people around here are fed up. And besides being fed up... They don't really ever do anything, though. They kind of just... But it's kind of changing. Like yeah. this is also the first time. Leave them alone. Not much was in the news back home, compared to it being in the news more here. That's true. It was all stock market crash. It's usually uh, things are, you know, kind of blasted at people back in the West about you know North Korea doing this and that. 
but according to you know my family and stuff back home, there wasn't much on the news about this one, as much as it was in the news here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Uh, usually, my mom she would be on the phone or in in an email shouting to me what's going on, but uh, she hasn't done that this this episode. Um, I think uh, I think the news just doesn't really even care anymore. It's just a. Uh, it's something that's been going on for so long. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, uh, they, maybe they're like just getting numb to, to the uh, getting Trump. numb to the chest Hillary beating. Yeah. Donald Trump, Caitlyn <laughs> yeah. Jenner, Hillary Clinton emails, <laughs> Caitlyn <laughs> Jenner, Donald Trump, and the stock market crash. <laughs> and in this case, it, w- it was more between the North and the South Koreans. Yeah. The, the U.S. Yeah. were really not involved, or you know, didn't set off the North, or yeah. I mean. This, I say, like Bruce was saying, they're playing K-pop. I mean, to be honest, if somebody's playing K- K-pop at me, if I was in the U.S. Army, I'd probably <laughs> shoot those speakers down too. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. just not. Yeah. A, I'm, not I'm not a huge fan of that. But yeah. no, <laughs> unless it was the video, you mean? Uh, just blaring any of that music. Yeah, I felt I'm like, all for it. Fire away. I felt like there was a lot of interest though from. Um, like my parent commands, but they were outside of Korea, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, what's a parent command? Uh, my my boss. Oh, is your boss uh, outside of Korea? Yeah, my okay. boss. I report to Japan. Okay, uh, he's in uh, Japan, out there. Okay, yeah. all right. So, um, yeah, I felt like there was a lot of interest from from that direction, you know, as to what's going on, you know, and, you know, is there any is there any extra demands for support? But um, what I got from from the higher ups out here is uh, just a normal day. Isn't there a weird just, calm to it too with the Korean people sure, and just like sure. it's, it's, just, remember, it's just a weird calm. apathy? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a weird it's just a great like, way to put it. Nobody Nobody. cried wolf. Listen, I mean, we've heard this so many times over the last sure. twenty, thirty years, or however long it's been. Yeah, they're just starting. But to we know. I mean, if we they're going to do it, yeah. we're not going to know anyway. So they've been saying they're going to do it. So let's just carry on, get on with it. I remember yeah. one of the first times I was here at my school, and this flared up, and I got an email from Mother and. She was like, oh, you need to register at embassy and all that. And I was like, no one around here seems to care. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. so I asked a couple of people at my school, and they're like, nah, they're always getting on with that, basically. Yeah. You know, like, I'm registered with the embassy. Oh, yeah. And I did get an email a few days ago regarding the situation. And what did they say? Don't worry. <laughs> no, they didn't say Capitals. Basically, just don't worry too much. Follow the news and... Yeah. Have your passport on hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you just carry on with your regular day. And, and then, I mean, I told all my guys, though, you just, you know, just make sure that uh, you're ready in case something does happen, that you have everything in line as far as following your procedures and what you need to do. Mm. You know, but uh, just make sure you're ready. But mm. for, for the most part, just carry on like a, like. This is a normal day. Well, over the weekend, I think I sent a text to you and I said, is this shit getting real or what? And you're like, nah, it's all right. Don't worry. They don't want to get their asses kicked by the U.S. <laughs> Which would happen, I think. Have you ever watched any of their yeah, propaganda? We don't want to flare it out. Have you ever seen? You, you, okay, just to stop, I know for a fact that Kim Jong-un 
listens to this podcast. Awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, you might just made things a little more complicated there. Well, if if a, if a podcast from Changwon with us dudes can ripple the waters, there, man, that's pretty amazing. When I was home, I there heard was somebody that, uh, listening in North Korea. <gasps> when I heard back home, there was uh, you remember that movie? The interview came out. Yeah, which was pretty funny. Yeah. Stupid but funny. Yeah. Uh, Koreans were sending those over in balloons and I know. dropping them. On yeah, them. Oh, come on, man! Shouldn't, <laughs> no, shouldn't someone be like, "Are you guys for real?" It's like, a, what it's are like, you doing? It's a little bit. Just leave them alone. It's, it's a little like bit. Bully, it's like bullying. Yeah, someone, yeah. It's, it? I was just gonna say, it's a little bit the high schoolers. Like, come you know? on. And what? Don't you guys have anything else better to do? Anybody? You know, when I have some. Do you find after being overseas now? Because I know one of the things that was like totally eye opening to me, and actually kind of like a bit of like a. Uh, upgrade in cons- uh, consciousness is that when you're over here being around stuff that's going on, especially geopolitical stuff, compared to when you're back home, you, it's a totally different perspective. Like back home, when you hear stuff which is all in like the you know sphere of the news back home and people talking and everything like that, you could literally be over in Korea and it's like we were just talking about. It. People are just like. <laughs> No big deal. Yeah. But back home, like yeah. I was back home when uh, something was going on with C- uh, it was on CNN. It was like that crazy loop of the North Koreans marching and the missiles and everything. Being, yeah. It was the same loop they always run when North Korea gets yeah. their yeah. gets their back up. And mom, me and mom were watching. I was like, "You see this crap?" I was yeah. like, "I guarantee you right now, not one Korean South Korean story is even Word blinking an eye." And their yeah. news probably isn't really getting it. into it too much. And if it yeah. is, it ain't like this. Yeah. So it's just crazy to think that like everything you hear back home, there's a total. And now, obviously, you know, not a lot of people know, but it's a totally different story. And every country's got their own news. Every country's got their own history, which you get to learn. You know, yeah. like, when yeah. I went to the Vietnam Museum, we got to see the the Vietnamese side of the Vietnam War. And it's like whoa, from what you learn in your history books in Canada or the U.S. Yeah. And you see two sides, and you're like, holy shit, this is a uh, this is so pretty I- insane. It blows yeah. your mind a bit. You're like, Pfft. yeah. Doesn't register. So I got a quick question for uh, all of us. Actually, I know Ian's answer for this, but <laughs> if if the shit hit the fan, would you get out of here, Bruce? If I could, uh, do you mean if I could? If oh, well, you, you would get a recommendation to leave from I've from the embassy and I've taken instructions on, uh, to leave. Blair McNeil's survival plan, which is to take a car, drive it straight into Emart, load it up, go straight to Masan, that little port, load up the sailboat, and go straight to the Philippines. Why wouldn't that, you just follow the instructions from the Canadian well, embassy and get, get on a plane, <laughs> on a U.S. plane, and go to... Be a little more exciting, maybe. <laughs> All right, obviously, Ian, you Ian would that. have to stay, obviously. Yes. Do yes. you, what would I you would, do? I would stay. What Are you asking me? Yes. What would I do? Oh, geez, that's... Um, I, I thought of that. Like, if the shit hit the fan, like if it actually you hit the fan, family here too, and, so. what do you mean by shit hitting the fan? Like I'm talking about bombs, they go to war, yeah. Bombs dropping on Changwon. What I would do is I would get um, be fine a really good knife. I would get my uh, my no batteries necessary wind up flashlight, and uh, I would get like a magnifying glass and a load of biltong and a load of biltong, and I would <laughs> I would. Grab my family and I would go up to my friend's farm who's on the mountain where he's got all the vegetables planted. He's got uh, fresh water. He's got um, uh, enough food source. 
and my my end of the world insurance policy is my slingshot, and uh, I would go up there with my family, which is not even a half a kilometer outside of Changwon. Are you really good with a slingshot? I'd wait it up. What? Are you really good with a slingshot? Uh, I'm. I can hit a building from so it's a little, five five yards away. So it's a little uh, <laughs> little red dawn style. Uh, yeah, Orig- I, original red dawn, not the uh, yeah. not the Thor one, whatever. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I would. Um, yeah, I would. I would. I would. I would, if the shit hit the fan, and the bombs were blowing up. I would go as far away from the city as I could without uh, without being in a place where. I didn't have any resources, and my friend's farm outside of the city has got got that. I can actually hike there from from right here. So, and for me, if the shit hit the fan, I'd probably stay. I have a couple cats here. I wouldn't know what to do with. Eat them. And uh, <laughs> if it came down to that, I would. <laughs> but, <laughs> and uh, I'd probably be in an underground bunker, bringing you this podcast live. What's going on? I mean, and, Ian, uh, and if you think about it, give it a week or so after the shit hits the fan. There's going to be crazy demand for teachers here. Yeah, oh sure. You know, yeah. Not charge. not too many foreigners will be coming over here, so mm, I'd yeah. like to be a. Uh, sure, we can charge the big bucks. Big, you know, big big bucks and uh, you know, work one, wherever I want. One chicken and a dog tail. Yeah, yeah. Twenty bucks. <laughs> Free ice cream once a week. I want to ask you a question, if. Ian, hypothetically, if shit hit the fan, which is such a broad spectrum of what could possibly happen, but mm-hmm. this is just my opinion. If shit hit the fan, it would hit it real big and fast. Because I can't see them... Shit hitting the fan isn't shooting a speaker or something like that. So by shit hitting yeah. the fan, the war your opinion, up. your personal opinion, what would that look like, you think? Would that Ian, look Ian like would a, be wishing he chose New York. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like... Uh, uh, if shit were, to, if 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 North Korea decided we needed to go to war, or they needed to go to war, they would um, try to take. You know, they would try to. It wouldn't be slow. It yeah, would, I think that they would try and go crazy hard mode. and fast. Crazy mode, Paul. So, and for people like English teachers or people, Blitzkrieg. Who, it, yeah, Blitzkrieg. You know. Why? Do, what? Do you think it would be North Korea that would want to do it? Like you said, if North Korea wanted to... As opposed to what, China? As opposed to South Korea. I don't think... Like, I don't know. Like, would South Korea want to attack North Korea? I don't think so. Myself. No, I don't think so. I no. mean... So if a I, war I happened, I'm, do you think it would be North Korea's decision? Yeah, I think so. You back My opinion... Corner? I mean, there are people that want the reunification, you know, the country to be reunited. But I think the younger generation now, uh, I get their opinion. I get the feeling from them that they're just like, Tired they're, they're fine with the way things are with South Korea and North Korea. And they're just really, I've gotten like, the they're, opinion they're, that the younger, gener- younger generations are getting tired of it and just that they want to be reunited. Just, not reunited, just, but no, no, just no, no. screw it. Let's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm tired yeah, of, uh, you know, these random demands or being bullied or let's just get it over with. Oh, that they want to fight? Well, they want the whole North regime to be over with, whether oh. it's uh, peaceful or not. Does anyone really know what's going on up there? 
I mean, I've seen these documentaries, but Everybody's... I often wonder if everything's not fine. Uh, yeah, I don't I mean, know. Who really knows what's going on in there, really? Like, I actually, of, yeah. I don't have any clue, and I've seen some like weird kind of documentaries on YouTube and all that, but that could basically just be total propaganda too. But I haven't really. There is no, no I haven't got any or seen any, and I've scoured the internet. I have for a pretty legitimate. What's going on? Could it just be fine? Could everything yeah. be like happy there? And guess what? If you go to America. You can see some pretty messed up stuff when it comes to poverty and homelessness. And in Canada, you can see it. So, yeah. you know, they got that in North Korea, too, I'm sure. Mm. I just wonder what good stuff they got on the go there. I don't I, know. I, I have to ask Dennis Rodman. I have yeah. a, <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be having a good I have a pretty, over, right? I have a pretty good idea what's going on up there because on Thursday nights, I go over to Pyongyang and I actually do a podcast from there, too. It's do called you? the Pyongyangmer. Yeah, the Pyongyangmer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm pronouncing that right, but what guess have you had? Well, I mean, public. Ex- I had Dennis Rodman about three months ago. Awesome! Good. Never made it into the internet or anywhere in the world. I guess it's just for North Korea. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah right. it's on the uh, podcast in North Korea. Well, it's an uh, it's an isolationist country. Um, I I don't think that's. I I, I think for the reason. Uh, that being they don't let anything out as, as they try not to let anything out they don't want anybody to know what's going on there so your guess is as good as yeah, mine yeah it's all rumors people yeah. are starving all the soldiers could be starving you know? um, if they decide but they still got like a soccer team in the Olympics they still got all this stuff and I'm yeah, not saying occasionally, occasionally I'm just saying it's a bit weird yeah that that's a good point they're the most demonized country on the world more than any other country they haven't really been taken out a lot of other countries have been taken out that yeah. have been like less lesser yeah. demonized you're trying to look at a devil's advocate I'm just voice. wondering like what's really going on sure. I'd love to know what's really going on of course there's poverty of course there's hunger there's all that in, in, mm. in first world countries all yeah. over the planet too you know yeah. like if you went around and made a crazy documentary about America or Canada you could make it pretty friggin messed up you yeah. know uh, if you just yeah. want to focus on the the, the negative the horror shit, of it yeah. so I'm wondering if there's some horror, but there's also they're just like leave us the fuck alone. You got a good point there. Thing. You got you got soccer teams that have to travel around the world, especially for Olympics or for uh, any sort of uh, uh, World Cup. And 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 these are people, you know, tons of people that are coming out of the country, hundreds of people. They're going to go out and they're going to see, oh shit, people are not getting executed in the middle of of the square. Oh shit, people have stuff to eat. Oh my God! There's internet. There's this thing where you can connect with the entire world, and they're going to go back and they're going to tell everybody this. No, it doesn't work that way. No, they're all. I mean, that's what we think. That's what we think. You it doesn't know, work that way. We don't know. We what have, about we those no awesome idea. musicians uh, on the guitar? They're know? well paid, and their families apparently are threatened. Says they who? can never speak. Says uh, me. I do the podcast there every Thursday. Uh, no, I mean, I, I but, Scott. I mean, you're 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 speculating, but I. I do believe what you're saying is could be true because you got a soccer team of how many people are on a soccer team? Twenty some people, twenty something plus, plus coaches. coaches. I mean, physiotherapists. You, you go out and you play soccer and you see that there's people that are actually like happy and not starving. No, there's my my educated guess on it though is that people there are brainwashed. Oh Maybe. yeah, oh, so yeah, it doesn't really matter if you put them in another situation. If they're brought up to hate. They're going to always hate. So you can put them in, you know. I actually had a dream the other couple nights ago when the tensions were high. I had a dream that North Korea decided to invade 
and their you know one million whatever troops decided to walk over the border and the second they walked over the border they all looked around at the neon and everything going on like fuck yeah i'm staying here yeah well, and uh <laughs> lay down their they're, they're and all hungry walking. and people pulled out chocolate bars and are like yeah sure i'll take that mm-hmm. and Things were good, and I was like, mm-hmm. "I seen donut Screw shops the there, man, yeah. videos and stuff." <laughs> I mm-hmm. heard they even got marijuana just growing on the streets. You can smoke marijuana wherever you want. Yeah, you probably. Just go pick a plant, smoke some marijuana. Yeah, probably, maybe. Yeah. In North Korea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, who knows? That's my point. Who just who yeah. knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah, who, knows? who knows? But anyway, things have been the tensions have been high tensions here the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. So, uh, Ian, what are some of your hobbies or things you do to, you know? get away from work or break the tensions or whatever oh jeez um but i do we gotta take another break so uh i gotta take a leak grab a drink so when we get back we'll find out a little a little more about some of ian's hobbies and paul mentioned cheesecakes maybe we'll get into that too so we'll be right back after this City, South Korea, the original and only Irish pub in the Changwon area. Great food, drinks, atmosphere, music, and people. Nightly specials on both food and drinks. Craft beer on tap and over 12 different craft beers in the fridge. Also, check out our mini mart at OB's for great deals on things that you may miss from back home, including our all new deli meat. Follow us on Facebook, or better yet, come on down and check us out for yourself. O'Brien's Irish Bar, located in downtown Changwon, across from the International Hotel. Come on down and have yourself a pint. Looking for a great night out? Then come on down to BK House. Great music, great food, and great drink specials. It's always a fun time, and there's always a great crowd. We're open late and serve food until closing time. Outdoor patios, darts, and so much more. This is our house, BK House, located in downtown Changwon. Follow us on Facebook at BK House Bar. We're back with Scott, D, and Paul. All right, we're back, and we're once again joined with Ian Henry, but before we get into uh, some of his hobbies and shit like that, we're going to get into what's going on in Changwon this coming week. Bang! It's your local events list for Changwon City. Get your ass out the chair and we'll see you there. Bang! We've got something going on in BK, of course. The sunniest Saturday and Sunday, the 29th and the 30th this week. Sex on the beach, pitchers, 20,000 won, five tall glasses per pitcher, can you bring it on? You laughing over there, that's some craziness, ain't it? 20,000 won for a big pitcher of five tall glasses of sex on the beach. I thought that was a shot. I love sex on the beach. I love sex on the beach, too. And IPs, IPs, right, they've got a renovation going on right now. Thank fuck they've got their, their beer pong table back where it used to be. The iconic beer pong table, where it was in the second part of that bar, it is back, and they've also got some nice things that are happening. They've got a newly styled facelift 
I call it, the IP's facelift is going on. Go check it out. See what's going on there. And this Saturday at Monster Bar, there's a coupon night going on. So uh, if you can get over, get on over there, it's a uh, ten thousand won for a coupon, and the coupon will get you three tequila shots or three cloud beers, or your choice of five menu items off the food menu. So uh, I'll be heading over there. I'm going to try to get as many people as we can. So I hope all of us show up at Monster Bar Saturday night. Ian, you can pop over Saturday night at Monster Bar. Say hi to Sonny. Mm. Mm. That sounds good. So, uh, And also at O'Brien's <laughs> coming up, we always have the Taco Tuesday, which was today. Tacos are always great. And tomorrow night, Wednesday night, there is a close swap at Next Bar. Oh. So anybody who's interested in getting rid of some old clothes or switching them up. I need some new socks. I need some panties. I need some new old socks. I don't socks. know if they swap panties or socks. Well, uh, can you ask, please? Cause you I can could find out or just show up with your bag of old underwear and socks yeah, and see how it goes. <laughs> Swap somebody. So that's short That's bra. tomorrow night at next bar. Let me throw. Let me head. throw something one in there. I, I, I missed. I missed something. Uh, and BK, they're also doing tequila sunrises. That was my fault. I had a tequila before, and that's probably what made my vision blurry okay. when I was tequila reading sunrise, eh? tequila sunrises pictures oh for twenty thousand plus sex on the beach. I mean. That's why it's called the sunniest Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, right? I guess Tequila so, sunrises yeah. and sex on the beach. What would you be doing on a Saturday night or Sunday night? I know you'd be doing Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. Monday morning is <laughs> going to be hell. <laughs> so also at O'Brien's, there's the deli meets, which go on pretty much every week. Austin's going to be going away soon. I think he's here this week, so they might be on this week. You can get that at the OB's Mini Mart. And there will be an open mic coming up in September, I believe. Not sure on the exact date yet, but we'll bring that to you when it gets closer and near to the date. And I believe they're going to have a celebrity chef coming up in September, which yes. Ian might know something about. Lieutenant Ian, Ian Hendry, who was going to be the celebrity chef? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, signed up. Um, I wanted to challenge myself. Um, see if I could uh, uh, cook a good meal for a bunch of. People. Can you say what you're going to make, or is but, it going to be a surprise? Well, just 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 before I get into that, you, anybody who wants to get involved in Celebrity Shift, they can get in touch with Austin, and basically, you set the menu, you set the price, you know, um, everything, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's the way it goes. So yeah, you do the work, yeah. you so, cook the so food. Ian, can you can you tell us what you're going to be making, or are you going to make it a surprise? Uh, well, yeah. So it's going to be on the 20th of September, which is a Sunday, and um, uh, so it's the week before Chusok, uh, so that hopefully people are here, and um, I'm going to be uh, baking some turkeys. Oh. Chusak is the Thanksgiving, so that'll be the Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, yeah, pre-Chusak Thanksgiving. Yeah, 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 I'm going to come through uh, with some uh, uh, collard greens and stuffing and um, 
some potato casserole. Oh man, you're making my mouth water. Really good. Sounds pretty yeah. good. Holy gravy holy and cranberry sauce. <laughs> oh my god, you're doing yeah. all that really? Yeah. Holy it's gonna be, shit, gonna be fantastic. That's gonna be a lot of work, man. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure you can handle so, it? Yeah, yeah. Needs yeah, help? Yeah. No, no, no. I want to see celebrity chef. I want to see if I can do it. You know, this, this, I'm challenging myself. And that's going to be all coming up at O'Brien's this coming September. So before we went to break, though, I mentioned some hobbies that Ian might have. And I believe Paul, with his uh, phone-in voice message, mentioned something, too, about cheesecakes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, uh, I started um, uh, making cheesecakes. Uh, at first it was just for, um, over at O'Brien's for his special events. Um, and Paul actually, uh, um, was convincing me that, that they were so good that I should, uh, do it more often for, for other events. So, um, I started, uh, making these cheesecakes for the foreigners, uh, culture market out in Busan and that takes place in Guangali Beach um, they usually have one every month and uh, the next one is uh, coming up on the September 12th. 12th right yes on the 12th of September so and um, what that's about is um, it's three different bars that are participating out there in Guangali Beach um, HQ bar Beach bar and Sharky's bar I'm usually in Sharky's bar, um, and we set up our little tables as vendors, and we sell our stuff. Um, and I'm selling cheesecakes, and the money, uh, well, all the vendors are, um, the, the, the money goes to charity. So uh, there are three charities that are being supported by this foreigner's market, which is the... Uh, Women's, the Busan Women's Shelter, uh, the uh, Educated Child. It's a Korean charity which uh, supports um, in, uh, needy children in Philippines with uh, by paying their yearly tuition, and um, and then there's also the uh, what is it Busan Abandoned Pet Sanctuary or BAPS for short. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so. kind of like a main society type place. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they um, uh, uh, they tend to raise a lot of money uh, for these three charities. And um, actually, if anybody's out there and wants to donate, um, uh, it would be great to uh, if you could donate any clothes, toiletries. Uh, children's items, broken old computers, um, they'll be willing to take. And since I'm going to the market, if you want to just what does toilet me, toiletries mean? Like shampoo, toilet paper, soap. Use yes. toilet paper. Yeah, the toiletries Toil- would would be going to the Busan Women's Shelter, and you know, like they can use it there uh, for the women. Uh, so it's a great, it's shelter. a great cause. Absolutely yes. fantastic. Yes. Uh, it is a great cause. It is a great cause. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, 
if you guys want to go out there to the market and support by just, you know, uh, checking out these interesting items that people have created or, you know, have made. And, uh, well, you know, is I'm, it, is it an all day thing or what time? No, does it, start? it starts at 1 p.m. and it okay. goes to about 5 p.m. Well, I'm going to be there. I'm going to get in line for one of your cheesecakes, man, because I had your caramel coconut cheesecake the other day. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Fucking was off the hook, man. Yeah, thanks. thanks. I, got, I got one of those. Was that an Oreo actually. cookie crust, though? Uh, no, it was just a graham cracker. Graham cracker, but you do graham Oreo crust. cookie crust. Yes. You do strawberry and chocolate. Yeah. You do yeah, yeah, with, with, yeah. with nuts, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. With like nuts anything. Without? I mean, any of the cakes I could put. Lemon. Chocolate. You do lemon. Yeah, lemon. And you got a key lime yet? Uh, I have not, but that is one of the things that I wanted to do uh, outside of cheesecakes is to do a key lime pie. Yeah. But, like So eventually I want to expand. Um, well, so I call what I'm doing, um, I, I needed to give it a title when I was coming up with it, but I call it Chrysantha Cakes mm-hmm. as a business title. But, yeah, um, it's, good, it's a good name, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but I wanted to do more than just cheesecakes eventually. Mm-hmm. But currently, I'm just doing cheesecakes. But I do, I have my grandmother's recipe for key lime pie. Oh, eventually, I am going to do <laughs> branch it. out, so, do so, something else. So, what got you into baking and making cheesecake? Was it your grandma? Uh, my, uh, I got the recipe from my mom. Okay, and. Uh, uh, Every Thanksgiving, she would just make a plain cheesecake, go over there, and eat it, and it was the best. Um, and so, uh, uh, I got the recipe from her, and uh, put a little your flavor. Into yeah, kind of tweaked it a little bit, um, but for the most part, it is it is the same recipe. And um, was that a secret recipe? Well. Um, it's not, it's not really a secret recipe, but, um, uh, I've, I've stopped publishing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a clandestine. So classified. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, Ian. So if somebody wants to order a cheesecake, they're hearing this on the podcast. They want to, they want to get down with one of your cheesecakes. Well, what are they going to do to get, get to, to order one from you? So they can get on uh, Facebook and, um, you can go to slash, um, uh, Chrysantha Cakes Korea. How do, you, how do you spell that? So, uh, Chrysantha is C H R Y S A N T H A C A K E S Korea. So, Chrysantha Cakes. Or, um, you can just call my number, you know, uh, 010 2825 2347, you know. Um, and we can also. Damn, buddy, that's bold to put your number out in the, on a podcast. You're gonna get calls maybe from Bahrain. Maybe maybe Kim Jong Un's <laughs> gonna call you. He's gonna be calling you, going, "What the fuck?" Yeah, man? I'd be well, saying, "Can I get yeah. one of those cheesecakes?" Jesus, you know, I, I put my I put my number on. That's you true know. diplomacy. Send him one of oh, those no. cheesecakes. Yeah, on the right. internet. Hey, hey, let's know. end this shit right now. I'm gonna give you a fucking caramel coconut cheesecake. Dig into that. And you can also uh, <laughs> jump on the Chinwaner.com, and there's a link there to hook up with Ian as well. Yes, yes. Where, where they can also find my phone number. Yeah, the key you to know, a man's heart is through his stomach, true. right? King Jong Un, yeah. are you listening? You yes. fat bitch. Sorry, but <laughs> but hey, while I'm giving out links and numbers, um, if if there's anybody out there who uh, finds themselves, especially who's lonely um, tonight, 
<laughs> Especially like well, women, uh, if they find themselves in a situation where they're maybe married uh, to uh, in a relationship out here and they need to get away uh, due to it turning sour. They need a and, shelter. And they need a they shelter. They need to go somewhere trip. where they're safe. You know, they can go to the Busan Women's Shelter. Um, that that contact number is uh, 015-804-4339. 15 804 4339 yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, or if they if anybody wants to help with uh, uh, so I support the uh, educated child charity. Um, you know, and I've uh, uh, I'm sponsoring a child right now um, through his uh, fourth grade class. I paid for a year of his tuition, which is great. And if anybody That's else wants to do that. Um, uh, well, I mean, I've raised enough funds selling these cakes That's to be able to do that. Awesome, though, man. That's yeah. awesome. And if anybody else feels inclined, uh, you can you can go to uh, their Facebook page, which is at the slash uh, Help EAC. Okay, so, so you've sold cakes to sponsor a child, right? Yes. So if somebody is thinking at home they they don't have enough they don't have enough baking ability, they don't have enough cooking ability, to be able to. To, to sponsor a child, how much do you think it would cost to sponsor a child for one year to educate them in their grade? How many cakes do um, I got to eat? Yeah, that's right. How many cakes does Bruce got to eat? <laughs> yeah, it's about uh, 130 bucks Just for the year? Yeah, yeah, just for, for the one year, year. For one child. For yeah. one child, yeah, for yeah, the which year. Is, which is not very much. That's like 10 bucks a month. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, the, the, the cakes is not, I'm not making a killing, but, you know, I'm getting ready to sponsor another one here shortly, but you know, I just need to sell a few more cakes. But well, uh, yeah. put me down yeah. for one cake. Hey. I'll buy a cake too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, Ian, just just to throw it out there, what? A ch- uh, let's just go a chocolate strawberry cheesecake. How much is that? How much? How much is somebody going to pay for that? Well, so all the cakes, um, I'm charging uh, twenty four thousand won for them. Cheap. Um, that's for the, a uh, full pie, right? Yeah, yeah for that's, a full pie. That's cheap. And then when I sell them uh, by the slice out in the market, they're going for four thousand won a slice. Cheap. Which, Too cheap, man. You know, like there's coffee shops here that are selling these sli- slices of cakes for like eight 6, grand. Yeah, I've heard you've had yeah. some people eat suck. them on the spot and go and like, suck. oh, buy a whole pie. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. That that actually happened at the last market where this guy was a little hesitant. And he walked in, and I was like, "Hey, you want your, would you like to sample this thing?" And he was like, "Oh no, you know, I'm going to eat first. And then so he ate. And as he was leaving, I was like, "Hey, you want to sample it?" And he was like, "Oh man, I'm so full. I don't even." I was like, "Come on, man, just just try it." And then he sampled it, and he was like, "Uh, I'll take the whole pie." <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> so that's yeah, sweet. I've had your cheesecakes. My wife is, and more importantly, my wife has had your cheesecakes. And every time she eats your cheesecake, she says to me, "Um." Oh. I ate it all when she didn't, and it's still in the freezer or the fridge somewhere, and I can't find it. She's, she's I, it's, it. Already, it's already gone. I gave it to my mom. I gave it to my dad, and that's bullshit. She's just hiding in there, foraging it away for herself because yeah. they're so good, man. They're so damn good. Thanks. I've had your Thanks. I've had your caramel and coconut. I've had your chocolate and strawberry. I've had your lemon, and mm. I've had uh, – what was the other one? Uh, well, the, one, the first one like you a, bought him with the, co- the Oreo crust. 
Yeah, there's an Oreo cookie chocolate that I do. Oreo like. cookie chocolate. That yeah, one, that one, actually, I think I came in my pants when I, and I tried that. <laughs> So, yeah, and there's like raspberry as well that I do, and I mean I, I want to try doing a green tea one uh, soon. So well. basically, you do you can do custom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cakes Anybody too wants, for somebody, you know, anything on there. I can. I can just so if I want make like them to order. Oreo, coconut, and bundegi, <laughs> you could do it for me. Sure, sure. But basically, you. Mix in some anchovies in there. Do, do, do what the customer asks, right? Yeah. Kimchi and kim, kimchi, kimchi and duenjang yeah. cheesecake. Yeah, why not? Yeah, whatever tickles tickles your fancy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's pretty much uh, what's been you know coming up this coming week in Changwon. And Ian would love to thank you for coming on tonight. It's been great having you on. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, you got anything else you need to mention? Um, no, well, I just wanted to mention the, you know, uh, uh, being out here in Changwon has been a fabulous experience so far, you know, making friends with a lot of the teacher community out here. It's been great. I've, I've, uh, made some really strong bonds and experienced, uh, the friendships that I've had, um, uh, has been, has been a, uh, very very important part of my life now you know and i'll i'll leave korea uh with with uh with a memory that you know it's a lasting memory so you're an awesome so dude and you. i'm sure it's easy for you to make all kinds of friends and uh i'd like to say and get your back better get back into the gym and let's roll come on yeah, yeah get yeah. back to so jiu-jitsu I, uh, man get yeah, yourself healthy well, I like doing MMA, but I hurt my back doing some jujitsu, so I've been out for a couple months. Yeah, get your back, get your, get yourself what's, healthy. Uh, what's your game plan anyway, in terms of how long you're gonna be here? Um, I'm gonna leave uh, next year in uh, March. I'll be going back to America. I have to go operational again. So um, six month deployment. Would you have any uh, yeah, plans on coming back? Um, I would like to eventually, um, but I don't know how easy that's going to be. So, All right. but I will. I will be trying to get back out to the Asia Pacific. Sure. All right. Well, and one last question: Over on the base, do you guys actually rock out to the village people and the song in the Navy? <laughs> I've, I've always just pictured uh, everybody like an uplifting. Dreams, You've been waiting yeah. for an hour to ask, ask that question, haven't yeah, you? No, 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 I haven't. no. I just figured I I'd uh, close on it. But I've never seen anybody rock out. Yeah, to, <laughs> in the navy, I've never seen anybody rock out to any village people songs. So that's good to know, though. But you know, so, I mean, well, I have seen YMCA. You know, there's some. Yeah, some people like some to rock into that. I've seen in the, Navy, seen in the Navy was a much better tune. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then we close up then in the ceremony of glasses, gentlemen. Uh, pick it up whether you got water or Dr. Pepper. Or beer. Ian, thank you for coming on, man. It's been a pleasure. Love hearing your, your thoughts and your opinions about Korea and, and what you've been doing here. And uh, we can't wait to share some more times with you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. And just one quick Love thing. You just remember, you know. Get on the Changwaner website and uh, leave your comments, share, and uh, just rate the podcast. Let us know what you're thinking.
birthdays, shoutouts. Any questions? You do questions from... We'll do questions. We'll do anything. Just uh, get in contact with mm-hmm. podcast at com. So thanks again, Ian. Hope everybody has a great week coming up, and we'll be back again next week. Mm-hmm. Good night, you fuckers. Thanks, Bruce, too, for sitting hey, in tonight. Yeah, Bruce, appreciate that. All right. Cheers, yeah, everybody. Me, guys. Take care, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Changwana Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.